The I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast with John Taylor and Shan Carr. Well, come on in. The podcast's fine. Are you going to be hopping in some water later on today? Not today. I'm a Monday, Wednesday, Friday guy. Ah, but you've been doing your water aerobics? I've been, well, I've been doing it for 11 months, but I've been out at the city pool in the sunshine again for the last week or so. And if you can get into a pool today, 80 degrees for the high and bright sunshine, it doesn't get any better than this. This is why we love Gay Palm Springs. And uh, let's see if you can play hooky or work by your pool. Which you know I know how to do. Yes, you're you're there with yourself in the pool and the laptop out of the pool. There's no hooky for me right now. I have to hunker down and relicense for my real estate. It's been four years somehow, magically, four years since I did it. And I didn't realize it was hours and many, many days of reading and testing and Well, so that's why you weren't at the center social last night. I really just I couldn't. Well, you're a good student in getting your license renewed. Yeah. But I, uh, I, yeah, I was like, where's Shan? Where's Shan? I was <laughs> like, have you seen Shan? And they're like, no. I was like, oh, something must be up. Actually, Mark Hustis was here in town, and I was going to have coffee with him yesterday, too. And I just, I just had to stay hunkered down. But he was the director of um, the movie Sex Is in the maybe 1990, early 1991, which was a really famous groundbreaking movie. And he has a book. He's doing a signing at Just Fabulous coming up. and Oh, awesome. I did. I just had to tell everybody sorry. I had such a lovely conversation with David Gray and his husband, Stephen, and found out that we used to live like two blocks, like on the same block in Boston in the South End, like 25, 30 years ago. So there was something in the water. There really was something in the water. <laughs> I love those two men. I just have to shout out because those guys show up, they buy a ticket and they sit right up front and smile at everything I ever do. And they bought me a drink. So I love them even more. See, that's the way to your heart. Yes, it is. They're smart guys and lovely, and they work hard in the community. And we made a little stop um, over to Oscars last night. They had a uh, program called Meet Black People, and it was uh, put on by the Brothers of the Desert. And so they had uh, speakers uh, telling their stories and introducing themselves, people from all walks of life, uh, men, women. Gail Christian was a part of the program, so community leaders. They're doing some great stuff. Fabulous. The Brothers of the Desert. We're so excited because we finally have some Dinah Shore main event tickets to give away. Oh, I'm so excited. And people have been entering on the Gay Desert Guide website, and the guy who is in charge of being our Price Waterhouse and uh, picking the winner from a hermetically sealed man jar beneath his porch in North Palm Springs. We welcome to the flaming microphones Nick Singleton of Gay Desert Guide. I don't know why crickets played, but we got crickets and a flourish, which means that we're both excited and bored at the same time. <laughs> that means I'm butterfingers with the buttons. So I'll hit your flourish again, Nick Singleton. There you are. The winner is Andrea Ponce. Yay! Congratulations. Congratulations. So Andrea Ponce wins uh, the tickets to the big Hollywood event. It's going to be Saturday, the 4th of April. It's at the convention center, a red carpet and all the good stuff. Nick, you're going to pass her information on to the folks at the Dinah and they will contact her with all of the uh, particulars on how to claim the prize. 
It has been passed on. Yes, it has. You're good. Thank you, Nick Singleton. And if you see Nick at any event... With a martini in his hand. Say hi. He's got his Gay Desert Guide, I Love Gay Palm Springs name tag on at all times, and he's taking pictures at all of the coolest places in the Valley. And thank you, Nick, for all you do. We love you. Thank you, guys. I read about the coronavirus. Somebody sent this uh, to me, said that uh, if uh, we have an outbreak, people should remove their facial hair. Oh, God. That's going to put scruff out of business. Oh, my Lord. I. It's for the mask. You can't get a good seal on the I mask. So I understand. If you... But still, there. I watched something on CNN last night where they were interviewing some woman authority about all of that. And the question was, should we be wearing masks? And she said, really, the people who should be wearing masks are the people who have it. I'm like, she's on CNN saying, nah, you don't really need a mask. And well, then there's all kinds of, you know, specifics about what grade of mask you need to wear and... My friend Rich Creswick lives in London. He was in Harrods, and they had a bejeweled coronavirus mask of course for they sale. Did. There, well, there have always been all of those bejeweled, bedazzled masks all over Asia. You see people with really crafted, cross-stitched or whatever. But I'm just seeing you know, guys buying the beard and mustache goatee and sticking it on the outside of their, of their mask. Well, we're just going to have to see what happens in this in this country. But it is scary because uh, they say that, uh, well, one of the officials was saying probably 30 percent of people will have some form uh, of coronavirus. We have all these new statistics. They just I mean, we're not looking at notes in case you're wondering out there. We're just pooping out everything that we've heard. Because then yesterday I also heard something that the fatality rate was like two point something six or something. So. The crazy, creepy fatality of it, is it only at 2.6 because we're catching them and treating them immediately? Or is that about, I mean, what is the fatality level of the flu? I don't even know. Flu has been responsible for more deaths than any other illness right. on Earth. Well, because we totally haven't figured out how to stop the flu. But the the Asian H1N1 bird yeah. flu that yeah, came yeah. out in the 90s, they said that it took them months and months and months to even figure out what it was. Yeah. And in this one, they have the actually... fastest response It's ever. been a really fast response. But so. it is still moving fast as we can learn and know. So just take care of yourself. Wash your hands. Don't Don't lick strangers if you can help it. <laughs> well, moving on from the coronavirus. Where do you go from coronavirus? Well, okay, I want to say, did you ever see the show? can't remember if it was Showtime or HBO called Fat Actress. Oh. It was yeah. Kirstie Alley. Yes, Kirstie Alley, right? right. And she just like in your face about the fact that she was fat and what it was doing to her career. And it was a pretty, almost like Larry David kind of embarrassing. Yeah. Which is usually not my favorite kind of comedy. A, a comedy of uncomfortableness. There was an episode where she was trying to intentionally get a tapeworm that had almost killed a friend who lost 70 pounds before being <laughs> cured. And she was like, worth it. Totally freaking worth it. And that has never fully left my mind. I mean, I don't really want to do that, obviously. But so I've been on a very slow path and I just wrote on my Facebook page that I'm a hungry, hungry homo (laughs) and that I'm coming up on sort of a milestone of weight loss. And I've really been in this middle range before that big milestone for a good few months. And it's been a long, you know, whatever, 10 pounds of getting from that number to that number. And Phew, and so for me, that self-destruct button of almost getting there, I'm trying not to trip that trigger and keeping my mind in there, and that stupid tapeworm will not leave my mind. You want to get the tapeworm? I do not, but...
Do you care to make, mention the milestone? No pressure. I'm hitting the 50. <gasps> That's fantastic. I know. I'm still, it will, it'll be a while still because I'm not even at it. And once I hit it, I go above and below for weeks. Right. So, but I can see it out my side eye. That's awesome. And uh, yeah. See what that's about. Pling. My German boyfriend, who I fell in love with while I was on that cruise. Yeah. He was the German teacher and the tour guide. He's just sent me a video. He's still sending me little notes and videos. And what is that? Is that the the frozen tundra I don't of know. Europe? That's what we're about to find out. I just turned the sound off, so here we go. Indulge me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Almost spring, but no, I don't. It snowed on him. It was a, a picture of the frozen tundra of Germany. <laughs> he loves me. I guess so. <laughs> He, th- he sees a frigid landscape and he thinks, I miss Shan Carr. <laughs> I got one from my friend Val. Oh, and it's snowing there too. Yeah, that's in Cleveland, Ohio. So p- I have people in cold climate sending me and I feel guilty writing back. It's going to be 80 and sunny today, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are again at that time of year where we say over and over and over again, this is why we live here. Yeah. It just, it's heaven. It's spectacular. Uh, the glinting, I moved from the seat where I usually sit at the kitchen bar to the dining room table where I can stare directly into the glinting eye of my swimming pool, which sadly my pool is very large and uh, takes all the way into May to be able to swim. But uh, it's taunting me. Actually, let me ask a question sure. if anybody's listening. Go outside and tell me the temperature of your pool. We'll post a little something, but go out there and look on the I Love Gay Palm Springs page, and I'm really curious, what is the temperature of your pool? Here's something that I've always wondered. You know, they have everything for your phone. You can do anything with your phone. You can, of course, go to your little weather bug and see the temperature in Palm Springs. Why is there not a thermometer in the actual phone so that you can see what the ambient temperature like right around your phone is? The only time it ever gives you the temperature is when you've left it in the sun for a minute and it goes, it's 103, I'm turning off, bitch. Right. I put. I have a cooler for my phone. By the pool, I bring a little ice pack cooler yeah. Yeah. and I, sh- I shove the phone in it, you know, because when it's 110, yeah, yeah, that'll fry a phone and yeah. an egg. <laughs> Let us know where your pool temp is. I don't. They don't have a thermometer in my complex pool. Yeah, but we'll have to get you one. It's yes, because they only cost a couple dollars at the hoo-ha store. So if you go to the Gay Desert Guide uh, online, you'll be able to see one of the featured events is at the Alibi. We talked about it a little bit. It's called Lavender Country, and it's featuring Sam Buck, and it's happening uh, tomorrow night at the Alibi. I did a little research on this. Lavender Country was the first gay-themed country album. And talk about roots, grassroots. It was released by the Gay Community Social Services of Seattle with funding and production assistance uh, from activists. Just a thousand copies of the album were made in 1973. And Patrick Haggerty was the uh, the lead uh, of this, you know, the lead performer, lead singer. After that kind of like went into the like the history books, decided to have a revival of it. And so now... There is a, a revival that's going to happen at, at Alibi. They're doing a tour, and uh, it's kind of a cool thing. It's a little piece of gay history. Updated Sam Buck is uh, featured in the lead. Uh, Lavender Country tomorrow night. So it's tomorrow night at Alibi. What time? Uh, 8 o'clock. Okay. That yeah. sounds really interesting. I um, 
I'm going to head over to Roost tomorrow evening. Lupe and Tima are doing a women's night at Roost on Fridays once a month, Pink. Um, and so I'm going to swing by there. I think they're taking over the Infusion Beach Hotel during Dinah and doing a few pool parties and stuff like that, too. So I'm going to go check that one out. Maybe I swing both directions. Ooh, I don't mean like that. I mean over to Cathedral City to see that and then up to the north end of town because girl don't swing both ways. No, she doesn't. She only swings one way. Uh, like Indian Canyon, which now swings both ways. Yeah, that's not uh, working out so good. You know, I'm not. I mean, I know there were a couple of accidents out of the gate, right? Well, uh, what I'm seeing is just backups like we never yes. saw before. Yeah. And it was so funny. I was walking. I dropped my car off at Palm Springs Tire and Auto and uh, walked home um, this morning. There was a guy with this weird lawnmower looking contraption on the sidewalk. And, and he was from Desert Water. And I'm like, hey, what is that thing? He goes... It's a radar machine, and it it can see under the concrete what's there. What? I was like, I must have one of these. <laughs> I don't know what I'd use it for, but it's fascinating. <laughs> it's, it looked like a, a lawnmower, and I was like, whoa, a, ra- a radar X-ray machine that can look through. Oh, I, does it come in a handheld? <laughs> so actually, uh, when we're talking about crazy machines we must have, tonight I am meeting with a guy who is local and has a 3D printer and has been printing some stuff. And I I am a little bit obsessed with the ability to do that. Like I have that crafting gene in a big way. And there's some stuff that I've tried to make myself that I can't seem to do. So I'm luring him with my um, sweet cucumber soda cocktail Ooh. and a little bit of conversation. And that's going to get you fabricated some sort of prototype of the next must-have gay item. Well, and first of all, the it's not a gay item. There is a relevance to the gay community, but it's more Palm Springs-based than it is gay. And I may end up at the end of the conversation getting a 3D printer. Ooh. So the 3D printed thing that I ordered from Italy, which wound up going back home, and then I reordered it, and mm-hmm. it got it did get stopped over coronavirus in Italy. Wow. And it spent six days, and then yesterday it unlocked and it headed to New York. I'm going to friggin' wipe it down before I touch it. <laughs> and wash your hands and wear a hazmat suit when you open your mail. I know. Well, um, oh, right, Italy. I was like, why? Italy. Oh, right, Italy was like yeah. the biggest uh, cluster outside of Well, and when the package China. didn't come, he was like, I wonder if it has anything to do with the coronavirus. I'm like, that's a reach. Everything is so interconnected now. That's right. You know, it's like it's well, such the Olympics, a small world. Well, they do. Where are the Olympics? Olympics are in Japan this year. And so they're saying maybe by April or something, they're going to have to make a call. Because people from all over the world come and live in these very close contact situations, and then they go back all over the world. So they're like, if this is not at least plateauing by the time we get there, mm, I don't know. That would be one heck of a... Um, White elephant, real estate wise, after you built an Olympic village, and what if you built an Olympic village and and nobody came? Chernobyl and contagious afterwards. Well, let's uh, get off the coronavirus again and uh, talk about a couple of things going on at the cultural center tonight. Is going to be the Palm Springs single guys, men into men who are single. It's another hello, my name is event. 
And they're getting together at the Cultural Center? Yeah. For a movie or upstairs for drinks or it's what? Just upstairs for drinks and a mixer and cool. and name tags and um, and just fun. And Brent Hines has put this together and he saw a need and uh, and people are having fun with it. It's uh, I think it's two Thursdays a month at the uh, Palm Springs Cultural Center Camelot Theaters upstairs. That's what something takes really in this town to be on sort of a regiment so that you can fall into the rut of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't mean to say that in a bad way, but that's what is it needs. You need to know that it's the first and third and it needs to go for months and months. And then once people really know, that's a great idea. I'm glad they're doing it. And of course, at the Palm Springs Cultural Center, we're really looking forward to uh, seeing the uh, wonderful photographs of iconic celebrity photographer Michael Childers this mm. Saturday night. We loved sitting there with him in his luxurious home, and he's so smart and handsome and wonderful, and uh, it will be moderated by... Beverly D'Angelo. That's right, and she's funny, too, so I'm sure it's going to be a light night. We're both going to be there. Mm-hmm. Some great pictures and some inside, behind-the-scenes stories. It's called called Rockin' Hollywood, Michael Childers. Now, One Night Only is his show that he produces uh, in April. Uh, April 22nd? I believe you are correct. It's at the McCallum. Yeah, and it's just amazing. Broadway and pop stars and great singers and, and numbers. Big disco finale, he said. And that's a huge fundraiser for the Barbara Sinatra Children's Center. And they did release a block of $75 tickets this week. I'm not sure if there's any left, but you can go to the McCallum Theater and click on One Night Only and check it out online. And maybe you can scoop up those seats. It's just an amazing show. Also, you can check out Katie Cleary. She's got a new queer podcast called Out to Adult. It's like how to adult, but while you're gay they share stories and life lessons in a way that's sure to make you laugh you can check them out at podcasts apple blah blah just search out to adult so we've been following online brad fur our gay desert guide partner here on the i love gay palm springs podcast and he has been on the atlantis cruise from new zealand to sydney he is in sydney right now and i think it is cool that he has not called us (laughs) <laughs> it is cool we don't mind go have a good time honey. that's he works so hard and i was like have you heard from brand they're like nope, nope. that's a good thing that that's, is that's what a vacation should be then we're ready for him to head back into the third chair around the mics and we will be back next week with another i love gay palm springs podcast have a fabulous weekend play hooky if you can get into a pool today it's just going to be gorgeous go out there and be a spectacle and then come back and tell us about it so that'll wrap up another i love gay palm springs podcast we do want to thank you for listening you can check us out on our facebook page and out and about all over town Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast with John Taylor and Shan Carr.